Thanks, mate. It's uh, good to be back with you for this uh, third Sunday and to uh, continue in the series that we started uh, three Sundays ago and finishes today on how should we then live. It's been a three-part series in having a look at uh, what's, a, what's a Christian response to the burning issues of today. And uh, in the first week we looked at three biblical principles. Uh, the first one was that we really need to rely on God. He knows what he's doing. And in the midst of all the turmoil, uh, we need to be reminded that he hasn't packed up and left town. Uh, the second principle was that we, we need to be people of the culture and the book. It's all very well to be scholars of the Bible, but uh, we really need to understand what's going on around us and what are the burning issues not only in our lives but in other people's lives and how does the Bible relate to those sorts of things. That was the second principle. And the third one was that we need to be involved and engaged in the world around us uh, to be responsible citizens of our cities, to be people who give back uh, to, the, to the world around us and to the culture around us, not to be removed from the culture but to give back to it. That was the first week, three biblical principles that guide us. The second uh, week, last week, we, we had a look at what I believe is probably the biggest, if not um, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, obstacle uh, to, the, um, to the message of the gospel, to the message that, uh, that the Christian faith has for the world. I think it probably gets in the way more than anything else and that is the state of the church. Uh, we don't have a very good profile in the world today. And we looked at some of the reasons for that uh, and, and there were many of them. And uh, coming out of that was that how should we then live? Well, we need to live that ethic of difference that Jesus taught. Uh, Jesus taught an amazing moral, an amazing ethic of difference and he lived it himself and we need to be those who are responsibly living that ethic and, uh, and helping others around us to experience the attractiveness of a relationship with God uh, because of that ethic of, of difference. That was uh, last week. And this week, the last week... Uh, we want to just uh, have a look in the light of all of that, uh, how do we live uh, with some of the hot issues of our day? What are the hot issues? Well, I thought, as I thought about that, uh, I thought that it would be interesting to go back and to have a look at what were the hot issues in the time of Jesus? Uh, what was he having to deal with and not deal with at that particular time? What was it that the people of his day and age were really concerned about? And did, he, did that concern him? Did he speak into those issues or not? The number one on the list of the people, the ordinary people, everyday people in the time of Jesus uh, that uh, the, was the biggest concern was Roman occupation. They were an occupied land. So it was a political concern. And uh, it doesn't take very long in the Gospels to, to, uh, to read that there was a great concern and a great interest in the Messiah coming to deliver Israel uh, from Roman occupation so that they might be free politically. And that was a, a huge issue to them. Now closely associated to that, number two, was the whole area of taxation. And uh, taxation wasn't only a political thing, it wasn't only the Romans taxing them and that was a terrible thing and, and, and any uh, uh, God-loving Jew would, want to not, would not want to pay their taxes to the Roman government. And that was, a, that was a terrible thing and so there were those who would rebel against society and say we're not paying our taxes and so forth. So it was the political taxes they had to pay, but there were also uh, religious taxes that had to be paid. There were temple taxes and there were sacrifice taxes and there were all sorts of taxes. And these were a great concern uh, to the people of the day. In fact, oftentimes it was said that the taxation system of both the Roman government and the Jewish religious system of the day kept people in poverty. It disempowered people to the extent of keeping them below the poverty line where they couldn't do very much. And, and, and it was almost like they, they had an existence that said, you know, I've got to continue to exist 
but I've got to overthrow the government. I've got to support some Messiah who's going to come in and overthrow the Roman government, uh, re- renew the religious system and free us from this great burden of, uh, of taxation. And that brings me to the third point that was a hot issue uh, for the people of the day and that was the religious burdens uh, that the leadership was putting on them. Uh, they felt so overburdened by all of the laws and all of the structures and all of the things that were so hard for them to deal with and they were overburdened by this and again it was a very disempowering thing. It was a way that leadership kept power uh, to, to cause other people feeling, to, to feel disempowered by all these religious burdens. They had rules for everything. You know, how much you could weigh on a Saturday and, and, and how, not personally weigh, but weigh out food and so forth. Um, but, and, and, and what you could do on the Sabbath and so forth and how far you could walk. All these religious things and, and, and they were, became burdens to the people. So Roman occupation, taxation and religious burdens were the top three, I reckon, as, uh, as I go through the Gospels. There are a couple of others. Health was a, was a huge, health and well-being uh, was, a, was a really big concern and I guess nothing's changed really right throughout the ages. Health and, and well-being are always high on the list. Uh, and, and then poverty itself, you know, the, the, the whole problem of being kept disempowered in, in this poverty state. So as I did a quick skim of the Gospels and, and uh, thought through what I already know about them, those were the five issues that came to mind and you, you might be able to name others, but uh, I think those, those are pretty high on the list. Roman occupation, taxation, religious burdens, health and well-being and poverty. So then the question comes in my mind, well, how did Jesus respond to these issues? If we're talking about how should we then live in the light of the issues, the hot issues of the day, uh, how do we as a community of faith commit ourselves to live? Well, it's a good question to say, well, what did Jesus do about the hot issues of his day? Uh, According to the Gospels, you know, he had a variety of responses available to him. The first one, uh, he could ignore them. He could just go on his merry way and ignore the hot issues. And believe it or not, he did take that stand on some of the issues. He mainly ignored, mainly, not completely, but mainly ignored the problem of Roman occupation. In his popular year, you know, when he was doing all the healings and cussing out demons and all that sort of stuff and people flocked to him and there were crowds around him and so forth, they all wanted to make him the political messiah, didn't they? You know, they all wanted to make him somebody who would uh, relieve their burdens of Roman occupation and taxation and all the rest and and Jesus wouldn't have anything to do with it. Now, he ran away, literally, from that sort of popularity. He ran away from uh, uh, dealing with that issue. So, by and large, he ignored the problem of Roman occupation. That was not what he had come uh, to resolve. He hadn't come as a political messiah. And when people wanted to draw him on it, he avoided it and talked about God and the new community, which he called the kingdom of God. The new community was his favourite topic right throughout the Gospels. Uh, he told people, I haven't come to overthrow the system, uh, the, the, the Roman government. Uh, Matthew 22, 15 to 22 is a good, um, good example. Then the Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap him in his words. They sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians. Teacher, they said, we know you're a man of integrity and you, you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. Tell us then, what's your opinion? Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? Ah, the question of taxes raises its head. He comes to Jesus, Jesus, you're a man of integrity, you know what's going on. 
So is it right to pay taxes to the Roman government or not? But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, in other words, you know, they just wanted to trip him up, uh, said, you hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used for paying the tax. They brought him a denarius and he asked them, whose image is this and whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then he said to them, so give back to Caesar what is Caesar's and to give to God what is God's. And when they heard this, they were amazed and they left him and went away. He's not dealing with the issue. (laughs) He's not getting caught on that one. That's not something that he wants to go down the track of. The second way of dealing with the hot issues, believe it or not, was compliance. There might have been some stuff that was hassling people in the day that he decided, I'm not going to choose that fight. I'm going to comply. And temple tax is one example of that. Sometimes he complied with cultural demands that many would have wanted him to confront. Come on, Jesus, this is an issue that we really need to get excited about. You know what it's like. Everybody's got their issue, whether it be in the workplace or whether it be here in the church or over the back fence. Everybody says, come on, this is a really important issue, but it might not mean very much to you at all. You know, it's not a fight that you want to take up. You're you're bothered with other things. You're concerned about other things. And sometimes Jesus complied with cultural demands that other people were getting really excited about. The question of taxes again raises its head in Matthew 17 and Jesus actually complies by paying the temple tax. This is the other tax now, the, the temple tax. Matthew 17:24. After Jesus and his disciples arrived in Capernaum, the collectors of the two drachma temple tax came to Peter and asked, doesn't your teacher pay the temple tax? Yes, he does. They replied. When Peter came into the house, Jesus was the first to speak. What do you think, Peter? Uh, From whom do the kings of the earth collect duty and taxes? From their own children or from others? From others, Peter answered. In other words, Jesus is saying, you know, my father, God, uh, he's what the temple is all on about. We should be exempt, shouldn't we? I should be exempt, shouldn't we? You know, as children of, of the king, so to speak. Uh, because taxes are collected from others, not from their own children. And Peter said, yeah, from others. And Jesus said, then the children are exempt. But, so that we may not cause offence, go to the lake and throw out your line. Take the first fish you catch, open its mouth and you'll find a four drachma coin. Take it and give it to them for my tax and for yours. He's complying. In the first instance he says, you know what, we shouldn't have to pay this tax. It's not a tax that we should have to pay. And, the, and, and, and all the Jews would have said, yeah, that's right. And he says, but I'll tell you what. So they're not going to cause offence, we're going to pay it. You see, he's complying. It's not his issue at, the, at this particular time. He doesn't want to buy into that one. So, so far, we're, we're really not very satisfied with how we should then live in the light of all the hot issues. Ignore them and comply. <laughs> Okay, last time I speak here, I guess. <laughs> the, the, this is getting more interesting. The third, the third one is that you can confront an issue and Jesus certainly did that. But his strongest challenges came against the religious leaders for the burdens that they were trying to lay on everyday people. That's the biggest confrontation he had all the way through the Gospels. Matthew 23 is the height of it. 
Matthew 23, Woe to you, blind guides, you scribes and you Pharisees. Woe to you, you bunch of whitewashed tombs. He really is not a happy man in Matthew 23 because of the religious burdens that they were daring to put upon the everyday people. And Jesus got mad about that. Uh, Luke 23, just uh, verse 1 and 2. Mm, nope, that's the wrong one. Try Matthew 23, 1 to 5. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you. Compliance again. But do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. That's a part of that Matthew 23 that is, woe to you and woe to you and woe to you. He's really mad. He's angry. And, uh, and, and as a part of that, he says to the people, look, you've got to do what they tell you to do. It's compliance, you know, that's the law. But don't copy them. <laughs> Don't imitate them because these people are just out to lay heavy burdens on everyday people that, as I said before, subjugate them, keep them down, keep them down and oppressed. This is one of the great oppressions of Jesus' time and he confronted it full on. Uh, the, the fourth thing that he did was take action and this is m- most clearly seen when we come to the issues of health and well-being in, uh, in his society. Uh, the health and well-being of marginalised people was, I, I think, his greatest concern. Uh, he advocated on their behalf. He took action to address their issues. He, he healed. Uh, he released people from oppression. Uh, he created space for them to belong and to feel included and to feel important again. We just had the, the, the wonderful example of, of uh, dedication of Jack and a commitment by the parents and by the church in saying, this is really important. This little child is really important. In Jesus' time, children were not important. Children were, were only valuable because they were going to grow up. <laughs> and they weren't important. And Jesus, and Jesus said, bring the children to me. Unless you become like these little children, you, you've lost the plot. <laughs> you don't know what it is to be in the community of faith. You've got you to bring the children to me. Uh, as we also heard before, uh, women were, uh, were, were second-rate citizens. They didn't have rights in this particular society and Jesus constantly treated women with an enormous respect and and, and welcomed them and caused them to feel belonging. And so he addressed the health and the well-being of people who were marginalised in that society and helped them to feel included and important again, right in the midst of Roman occupation of taxes and of corrupt religious leaders. Right at the outset of Jesus' mission, of his three years, you know, when he, when he uh, got going with, with the stuff in, in his culture. Uh, he, he went into the uh, synagogue and he read a passage from, uh, from Isaiah, the prophet in the Old Testament, which, which said, the Spirit is upon me and the Spirit is upon me to cause me to uh, preach freedom and, and release and, 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 and to, to minister to people, to reach out to people who are marginalised. He saw that as his manifesto. That's what he was on about. So he took action on the issues of health and the issues of well-being of the people of the day. And then finally, uh, his, uh, uh, his ways of responding to hot issues of the day by teaching and by example. 
teaching and example. They go together. His teaching and his example of life, uh, they're, they're filled with lessons on the big issues of the day. He addressed such hot, to- hot topics as value and worth of all people, uh, Jews and non-Jews, known as Gentiles, uh, women and, and men, slaves and free. He, he addressed those topics so that, that everybody, there's equal worth, equal value. He had a human rights agenda. That's what today we would call a human rights agenda and he had that. Uh, Equal rights for women and children, I've already mentioned that. Uh, The problem of leadership models in both politics and religion that oppress other people. The abuse of power through oppression. Uh, He he taught a lot on wealth and on money and and, and how uh, the, uh, the, the love of money is the root of all evil. And, um, and, and then he also taught about the nature of God's alternative community. And this is really important to recognise that in the midst of all of this and no matter how he's responding to these hot issues of the day, he is teaching all the way through that there's an alternative. There's an alternative. There is a counterculture and that's what the community of faith is all about. That's what uh, coming into a relationship with God and developing this community of faith that you might have this ethic of difference that you will never be known as those who oppress marginalised people, that you will never be known as people who take rights away from women or children or refugees or asylum seekers, whoever, that you'll be never known as people who abuse others in any way, shape or form. And this is why the message from last week about the state of the church is just so incredibly important in the light of the hot issues of the day because Jesus, in the midst of all of that and no matter what he did with all of that, his common theme, the the theme through everything was what the Bible calls the kingdom of God. That's probably a freaky term for us today, kingdom. You know, it all conjures up all sorts of ideas and really what it was was a community of faith, a community of God and it's an alternative. It's a people who get together and, and say, we're different, we're going to live lives of integrity So in all of this, he challenged the powerful, he affirmed the oppressed and he offered an alternative. He didn't so much demand the world to live his ethic as he did offer a counterculture which he called the kingdom of God. And that doesn't mean to say we don't take action where we can uh, to to address uh, human rights issues and and, and address uh, ethical and moral issues around us. Of course we do. But at the same time we need to recognise that the most important thing is to offer an alternative, the community of faith. I think there's a lot here to instruct us in our dealing uh, with the hot issues of today. So what are the hot issues? I've only got a couple of minutes so I'm going to... Pretty easy really, when you get to this point you can just throw them out there and run away. The... um, the hot issues of the day. Uniting Church, I think, has a pretty good finger on the pulse of society around us. Their top three that they mentioned on their website, justice for Indigenous peoples, uh, protecting and upholding human rights, especially related to refugees and asylum seekers, and a just and sustainable society, including the rights of marginalised peoples and issues related to climate change. That's what the um, United Church, Uniting Church lists as their top three. The United Nations... Uh, They have eight examples of hot issues that they think the world should be looking at. Uh, Three of them I just mentioned, economic growth and sustainable development, uh, humanitarian assistance 
and human rights. Those are three of the eight that they mention. Uh, coming right down to it, what about social media? What do, you, what do you get from social media? You know, like from Facebook, for instance. What are the hot issues of the day? Well, it's just about anything and everything, really, from how I'm going to finish this huge piece of cheesecake that's just served to us, uh, all the way through to world peace and five easy ways to attain it. Um, you, you can just about get anything from Facebook, can't you? But one of the things that Facebook does is it does help you to get in touch uh, with, uh, with, with the culture. It, it, in some ways, it measures the temperature of the culture. Where are people at? Especially responses to issues. You know, somebody puts up an issue or an article or something, and then you read the responses and you find out where people are. A bit like talkback radio in some ways. Social media um, is, is there in our face all the time. What about traditional media? The other day I was riding along and I, I listened to ABC News and, and I just thought, oh, I wonder what are the top three issues they're going to talk about across the day on the ABC. And gay marriage was, uh, was one, of course, this week with Ireland um, uh, voting for gay marriage. It was a pretty hot topic on the news. Uh, terrorism uh, is a really hot topic on the news today and sex crimes. Uh, and, and again, with the, uh, the uh, Royal Commission in Ballarat, that's one of the reasons why it's been so hot. Uh, this week, but they, they were the three uh, issues that dominated the ABC News on the particular day I was taking notice. Um, on that same day, I, I listened to um, some talkback radio and uh, heard about um, domestic violence or family violence being very high on the list. Um, one of the uh, spokesmen for um, the police uh, said that this is the, um, the greatest concern uh, that we have and uh, keeping women and children safe in their own home is the number one uh, issue on the agenda for the state government. That's what I heard from two representatives on, uh, on the radio. So they'd, they'd be hot issues, hot issues of gay marriage, terrorism, sex crimes, uh, domestic violence um, and, and all of the associated problems. Uh, as you know, I, I, um, I work with Urban Seed who works with uh, homelessness and, and uh, drug issues and... Uh, mental health issues and um, one, of the, one of the increasing forces or causes behind all three of those uh, issues that we work with uh, is domestic violence and um, uh, mums on the street with, with their kids or living in cars with their kids and uh, it, it's an increasing problem that we're, rec- we're seeing in the city. And so um, th- those are some hot issues that we need to be uh, concerned about uh, that we need to be addressing. Not 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 everybody. Some some people will get you know the button will be pushed here and other buttons will be pushed here. But but those are hot issues. Um, and in the workplace, of course, you might hear very different things across the back fence. You might hear different things, and, and those are issues that are, are really important. So how do we respond to that? Well, you know, there's a whole lot of ways. But I I think that the that the the main thing to uh, to remember is that. Our Christian faith does address every one of those issues. We need to be assured of that. We need to be finding out what are those issues and what are the principles and then bringing the two together. We need to be listening uh, really well, listening with humility and listening with respect and then clearly communicating what we believe and how we believe our faith addresses uh, those particular issues. We'll have different responses. I'll have different responses to you and you from me and you from one another and that's okay. That's okay because we all don't have to be on the same page. I think what we need to be on the same page is, is acknowledging that these are issues that we should be addressing and making sure that our community of faith is never involved in making uh, the problem a whole lot worse. And so uh, Jesus' agenda can certainly be um, applied uh, to each one of the issues uh, that we've been talking about. Some of them will 
ignore because they're, they're not fights that we want to get into at the moment and, uh, and others we will confront and challenge and take action on because these are issues that we want to take notice of. The most important response to these hot, to- hot topics is in the midst of it all, be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Thanks. See you next May.